This is the Jail Ministry Podcast. The J-A-I-L, or Jesus Acts and Inmates Lives Ministry, is Christ-centered and provides programs focused on the prevention and intervention for the incarcerated. Jail Ministry also provides support to offenders, criminal justice professionals, victims, and their families. Thank you for your continued financial assistance. For more information, visit jailmen.org. Now, here's today's lesson. Hey, good morning to all of you. Good afternoon, wherever you are. Maybe even in the middle of the night. But hey, listen, uh, it's uh, good to be here with you. And um, it's been a minute for me. I've been out doing uh, some really talking about some treacherous business for a grandparent, okay? But still yet, God gets the glory, amen? But uh, it's really wonderful to be here once again. I, I never left just the, in the business of what we do here from Jail Ministry. It's Brother Melvin here, and, uh, and I want to talk to you today about the good life of salvation. And it's really important that we understand, not just in a title itself, the good life of salvation, but in looking beyond what we see uh, we are walking by faith okay in Christ Jesus so we're not taking a sight trip we're taking a faith trip and we're talking about an everlasting life in Christ here okay but it has to start right here on earth amen all right so let's let's just pray father we thank you right now for your uh, for your goodness uh, for your mercy but thank you for who you are you're a sovereign God you are Everywhere You're all-knowing and all-seeing. And so with it, Father, we thank you that you never leave us nor forsake us. I pray right now, Father, that you would have mercy on us according to your loving kindness. That you, O oh God, will hide me behind the cross, behind the blood, in the blood of Jesus right now. That no part of me will come out of it, God, that I would only speak that thing which you say. And in it, Father, I will say nothing else. I thank you for those listeners, those prepared hearts, oh God, those who are hungry and thirsting for you. Now, I pray you have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Listen, uh, as I said, I'll talk to you about the good life of salvation here this morning, just briefly, right? And in it, excuse me, I want you to know that God is challenging us through his word. He say, uh, don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. And he's telling us this for a reason, right? Because, see, we're in perilous times. And in these perilous times, men are coming forth with all kinds of ideas and attitudes about what a Christian man is, who a Christian man is, okay? And sometimes what they end up having you do, they end up having you back down off of what you already know that God has already given you. To do. In the book of Joshua, we'll start over there, chapter 1, uh, <clears throat> verse, uh, uh, verse 9, he tells us, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage, be not afraid, okay, mm-hmm, that's what he said, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever you may go. Listen, the devil comes and he comes, he brings with him fear. And the Bible teaches us that fear is torment. And in this business of fear, right, there's an acronym that I really, I'll tell you what, that I've grown to actually live in that uh, for fear. The F is uh, 
failure to hear. Amen. The E is you envision the worst. A, you accept defeat before the fight. And R, you reject God's way of living. Listen to me. Fear. In those four letters right there, okay? What we have to understand is through our faith in God, listening uh, and obeying what he is commanding us to do, we have to cut fear out. And the way that we cut fear out is we begin to stand on the word of God, the promises of God. And see, that's how we know that we're able to live a life, a good life of salvation. Meaning when people see you, wherever they see you at, they say it's something different about him. It's something different about her. And they begin to ask questions. And see, you have to have an answer for the hope that you have in Christ Jesus to a lost world. See, so your failure to hear really comes from our our actions, meaning we're not really paying attention to the word. What we do sometimes is we let this get in the way. We let that get in the way when we know what we should be doing in order to hear from God. We got to slow it down, folks. Listen, I like to always remind you that, uh, you know, I, I look at myself because I take pride in examining myself on the regular, regular. And listen, in the morning times, uh, after a, a whole night of sleep, I'll tell you what, when I recognize that I'm coherent, before I even move out that bed, out of my mouth, not my mind, but out of my mouth comes the, 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 the phrase, good morning, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And what am I saying? I'm letting them know that you have preeminence in anything that goes on about me this day, Father. I want you to know that you are the first of my day. Even before my feet hit the floor and began moving around, I want to know, I want you to know that God, whatever it is that you have for me today, speak your servant here. See, so we got to have an ear to hear. Amen. And it starts out early in the morning. Then the E envisions the worst. See, that's how the enemy brings things. He want to bring the most catastrophic things to your mind. And then you start uh, doubting that which you've heard from the word of God. And I'm going to tell you, see, it's, he's so subtle when he does it right. And he knows how to trick us. What we have to do is we got to know how to over trick his tricks. In other words, we got to be able to go back to the word of God. And when those thoughts come, we need to be ready uh, to cast them down immediately. Those thoughts of fear, doubt and unbelief. See, that makes it difficult for you to be able to live a good life of salvation. That makes it difficult for you to be a witness to those around you, wherever you are, whatever it is that you're doing. You should be able to have a word in season, out of season. You hear me? Listen, then A, accepts defeat before the fight. You ever uh, kind of looked at the uh, the Westerns in the old days, see, well, I'm kind of dating myself here for some, okay. But in the, in the Westerns, when we're going to have a big old gunfight, right? When, when the big bad guys roll up in there, uh, sometimes the sheriff would kind of like bag out of the way here because like, oh boy, you know, Billy the Kid is here and he's pretty fast. In other words, it's kind of like the sheriff said, okay, I don't want this fight. I'm going to pick another fight. But I'm going to tell you what, <clears throat> you'd have no right to give up the fight, okay? Because, see, you have to fight the good fight of faith. And in order to fight the good fight of faith, there ain't no turning back.
You see, when we talked about uh, last week and the, during the uh, during our podcast, we talked about the whole arm of God. And man, as we begin to talk about the whole arm of God, we discussed it. And you know, uh, you notice uh, when you read uh, and you understand uh, the whole armor, putting on the whole armor of God, there ain't nothing. It ain't talk about nothing in the back of you. Everything is in front of you, all of it. Breastplate, righteousness, helmet, salvation. It's all up in front. In other words, what God is telling you is, I will never leave you nor forsake you, as he said in verse 9. You see, sometimes what we end up doing is, we try to act like we're in this all by ourselves. But listen to the words, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Only be strong and of good courage. See, what God is telling us is we're able to be that man or woman of God that he has made us to be according to his word. OK, and then the aura <clears throat> rejects God's way of living. That goes along with the accepting defeat before the fight. You see, actually where the fight comes in at, uh, the, the Lord told the Israelites that uh, hey, uh, to stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. And see, sometimes what we do is we get in a hurry. Lord, I got to, I got to, Lord, I got, Lord, I got, no. Stand still. And what he's saying is, in standing still, what you're doing is, you're consulting him before you go to deal with them. You understand that? And see, when you're consulting him, meaning the Lord Jesus Christ, what you're doing is you are acknowledging that, Lord, in order for this to happen, I'm not going to be able to do it. Only you are able to do this. Amen. You see, so what we have to realize in this walk is that we have to do the practical, but the spirit of God does the supernatural for us. And he ain't never lost a battle. He ain't never failed. He, listen, he's the only one who's always been on time all the time. Now, we've made promises ourselves, no doubt. Man, I, I, I'll be there, man. Three o'clock, I'll be there, I'll be there. Boy, three o'clock, roll up and you, oh, my Lord, I suppose I've been at, mm-hmm, but someone was dependent on you. See, uh, the God don't give us no time. What he gives us is his word. This is why he's saying, you know, the failure to hear because we're not in the word as we ought to be in the word. Amen. You see, it's like starting a race. You start the race like all other runners at the start line. The race isn't complete until we cross the finish line. In that race, it doesn't give room for you to run off the track, okay? Because you run off the track, you're disqualified. The key becomes, will I uh, be of good courage and do that thing that God has sent me to do? See, because throughout the Bible, see, what God does, he, the Word of God just consistently uh, encourages us to be not afraid. Don't be dismayed. It just continually encourage us to be at that level of salvation, whereby we can recognize that we can thwart all of the wiles of the devil that come our way by way of the word of God. You see, you, uh, I, I love to make us see this piece for me, really, that I look at Jesus as the ultimate example for all of us when it comes to the word of God. When he was uh, uh, fasting and praying for 40 days, it was led him to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. He wasn't screaming and he wasn't backing down. He took the word of God 
and gave it to the to the devil just like the word of God is. And the devil on the second hand, you know, he he always try to subvert those things that we know. OK, that God has already said, even as he did the, the serpent in the garden of Eden, how he said, did not God say, Eve know exactly what God said, because he told him what to do. Don't do this. Don't do that. But you can do this. And that's how he does us, folks. He takes us sometime when we at our lowest point and he'll come asking questions like that. See, even see yet in the book of Joshua, uh, chapter one, verse seven, he's telling us, he said, only be strong and very courageous. What is he telling us? Once again, he's saying you can go through this with me. You can accomplish all things. You can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. We're talking about living a life of salvation, a good life of salvation. Now, I'm not sitting here trying to act like you're not going to go through some changes. Listen, there's suffering in the cup of salvation. Amen. The word of God teaches us this. But in that suffering, we have to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, recognizing that he went through it. All for what? For me. All for you. And he never said a mumbling word. He was accused of everything. And I'll tell you what my dad told us a long time ago. We were young men. My dad said, listen, as you grow older, you're going to find that folks are going to accuse you of a lot of things. The bottom line is, don't you be found accountable for those things they're accusing you of. So that when they look back, they say, man, we tried to get him over here. It didn't happen. We tried to get him over there. It didn't happen. That's the same thing did Jesus. And he's our ultimate example of what it means to live the life, uh, a good life right here on earth. A good life. You hear me? Of salvation. <coughs> Excuse me. See, <coughs> we have to have a confession. And that confession needs to be the word of God. Not your own but the word of God. And see, as you confess that word of God over your life, over the things that you're going through from day to day, over your family, you'll find that you're not just confessing it any longer. You're living that life. And when the troubles come, the first thing you think about is, where is my confession? Oh, there it is right here. It's right here with me. And what you're able to do, you're able to open up your mouth and begin to speak that thing. For example, I am healed. Hey, I'm delivered. I'm set free. Okay? I mean, you're literally, you're confessing these things because what do you say? They say, his disciples say, Lord, teach us uh, to pray as John taught his disciples. And, and he told them, he said, when ye pray, say. In other words, what he's saying, he's saying, say what the words say. And as you begin to say what the words say, you'll find out that the more you say it, it's called routinized, is what it's called. And the more you say it, the more it becomes you, the more you can live it. For example, uh, I always like to use the old simple Simon song. I tell you, I'm going to sing a song. And by the time I get to the second phrase, everybody uh, that's hearing me going to be singing it with me. And if you're not singing it with me, then you're probably not telling the truth. 
I started out, I said, listen, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And by the time I get to G, everybody in the room is singing that song. Why? Because we rehearse that and we rehearse that because we recognize that we needed the ABCs in order to be able to read, in order to put a sentence together. Well, just like the word of God, we need Jesus all day, every day. We need the word of God all day, every day. And so, so I'm telling you, uh, excuse me, let's flip over to uh, John chapter 7 real fast. I kind of like to already be there, but uh, listen here. Let's flip over to uh, chap uh, John chapter 7, uh, verse 11, I believe here. Yeah, verse Oh, uh, as soon as I can put my, my I ain't got my helpers on. <laughs> oh, ooh, I might be catching it over here. Okay, let me see here. Uh, uh, <coughs> pardon me, y'all. 16. John 7, 16. I'm sorry. It said, uh, when the Jews marveled, saying, He knoweth this man, he knoweth this man letters, having never learned. Uh, Jesus answered them and said, Listen, my doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. Listen, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. He that speak of himself speak of his own glory. What is Jesus telling us right here in this word? He's talking to each one of us. He's talking to me. The doctrine of the Lord, of, the, of this word, from the front to the back, from your practice all day, every day. It's about him, all about him. It ain't about them. Because, see, them was in the crowd, okay, searching, seeking for something. And we're not very sure, even in the Word of God, it doesn't tell you what that 5,000 were seeking or, or those who were, 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 were uh, following Jesus uh, at, at every turn. The Word never told us what all they were seeking. But Jesus knows uh, what we have need of, okay? And because He knows what we have need of, He's telling us, open your mouth. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then these, 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 these four words. And all these things. Okay. I like that. And all these things. Because that encompasses each one of us. Because each one of us have and all, and all these things in our day-to-day -day life. Mine is different than yours. But the key becomes who are we looking to to fulfill that need that we have. We need to be looking at, uh, unto Jesus, who is uh, the author and the finisher of our faith. Uh, there's another note I had, God, that said, uh, listen, it talks about when we're walking this life, this good life of salvation. Listen, we got to be a witness. You hear me? We got to be a witness. Why? Because we overcome, the, the, the Bible teaches us that we overcome by the uh, blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. In other words, what did God deliver you from lately? What does God deliver you from today? What is God continually delivering you from? Because see, some things, they go away for a minute, but they come back. And see, what you got to do, you got to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. See, because see, what you have here, God is looking for real people. 
And because he's looking for real people, listen, for every original, did you know there's a counterfeit for every original? You know, can you imagine how many uh, $20 bills been uh, <laughs> counterfeited over time? <laughs> how many $100 bills been counterfeited over time? <laughs> My God, so much. I mean, literally, how many phrases uh, have been taken out of context or literally just marred up over time, right? Because you have the original and then you have the imitator. That's what Satan does. He comes to kill steal and destroy everything that matters to you and comes down to your life of salvation he's trying his best to wipe it out this is why we have to be a witness all day every day we have to make people understand that hey for God I live and for God I die blessed be the name of the Lord and in this what we're saying folks is you know we're just being real about it because what God is he ain't taking <coughs> pardon me He's not taking on no, uh, no, no cowards. Can you imagine that you are on a on a uh, on a fire base, and uh, you have guard points all around this fire base, okay? And people are assigned these guard, guard points. And what's that business? To keep the enemy out. First, to warn the people, okay? Then, to keep the enemy out. What would you think? If you have the, you all manned up, and the north side of you, they just walked away from the guard point. Can you imagine, according to even how the Word of God teaches us, the watchman on the wall, what his business is? We're the watchman on the wall. Our business is to witness about God about the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives, okay? About the Holy Ghost and how he literally, he's a keeper, man. How he is able to deliver us. Listen, he prays for us with groanings that can't be uttered. If I were to utter a groaning right now, nobody, you wouldn't even know what I was talking about. Because see, we have to take that word for what the word of God says. And he knows because the heart of the Father he has, okay? So those scenes that we would otherwise pray for, sometimes we do. Uh, even myself, I'll tell you, there are times when I feel like I'm just, I'm just saying something. And it's like I know, I, it's like, it, Lord, help me because I know what I'm, I know what I'm, I think I know what I'm trying to say, Lord. But it just, oh my God, but help me. But the Holy Ghost is right there, and it may be something entirely different than what it is. I, I, I feel like I'm praying for. Okay, so we have to realize how important it is that we are witnesses. That this salvation, it is very good, okay? It not only is it very good, it's eternal, okay? Eternal life. And we have to recognize, folks, don't let nobody fool you. Don't nobody uh, hoodwink you. You know, they talk about, you know, well, it don't take all this, but it takes all this and more. I'm telling you that we would live for Christ at all points, okay? He was tempted, but he sinned not. Now, we ain't Jesus, but I know what? We do have Jesus as an advocate uh, for us, okay? He's the glue between us and the Father, and we can bring it all to Him. But the thing about it is, we have to do it quickly, repent quickly, amen? So, as I encourage you, as I close here this afternoon, right, today, brother, I encourage you to be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. I encourage you 
to be a witness of that salvation, that good life, that not just now, but even in eternity. Lord, I'm living for you. Where you are, I, I, I got to be where you are. Amen. And the way that we do this is we give him the preeminence of everything about us. It does not matter who we are, where we are. What matters is it's all about him. Christ Jesus, our Lord. So, Father, we thank you right now. We honor you. We give you glory. I pray now, Father, that this word will go forth and it accomplish that thing that you sent it for. And it won't return to you void. Thank you for it right now. How you prick even my heart in it, oh God. That there's no such thing as woe is me. But Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. So we love you. We bless you. And we thank you right now. In Jesus name. Amen. And amen.